the Seattle Opera Podcast. Hello, opera lovers and podcast listeners. This is Jonathan Dean. I am dramaturg at Seattle Opera, technophobe who still uses a flip phone, and also creator of a Wikipedia page on the new opera, The Revolution of Steve Jobs. I appreciate your listening to our podcast, introducing this exciting work, and invite you to help us out by rating and reviewing our Seattle Opera podcast on iTunes or wherever you like to listen. I'm really excited we're giving this piece. It's fresh and fascinating and wholly operatic. Audiences have been eating this opera up like it's a new Apple product. The revolution of Steve Jobs began life at Santa Fe Opera in the summer of 2017, where they actually had to add an extra performance to meet the demand for tickets. A wonderful recording based on the Santa Fe performances was just released by Pentatone Records. You'll hear a few excerpts on this podcast. Indiana University gave the revolution of Steve Jobs last fall. We'll present it in Seattle in February and March of 2019, and after that it goes to San Francisco Opera, just north of where much of the story takes place. The revolution of Steve Jobs succeeds brilliantly at opera's ultimate challenge. It is fantastic teamwork, a whole much greater than the sum of its parts. It's a collaboration between Mason Bates, the composer, and Mark Campbell, who wrote the libretto, and the many talented artists who design and build and light and sing and play the opera and give it life. Opera is not a talent show. The goal of opera is connection. Our art form exists to connect all of us with each other, to connect us with our world and its history, and with our voices and bodies and souls. The character of Steve Jobs says as much in his big aria at the center of this opera. It starts with him remembering an LSD trip when he was in college when he heard an apple orchard playing the first prelude from Bach's Well-Tempered Clavier. You'll hear in this excerpt both the traditional classical symphony orchestra and the electronic instruments, which also play a role in this music. Music. Instruments. As Steve's aria develops, we witness him envisioning a musical, even spiritual, dimension to the personal computers he wants to create. What happens when we connect? But when we connect to them, connect, connect. Now, to tell you a bit more about why we're presenting this opera, here's the general director of Seattle Opera. Hi, everyone. It's Aidan Lang here. 
I'm incredibly excited that we are presenting what will be the West Coast premiere of Mason Bates and Mark Campbell's The Revolution of Steve Jobs. I'm always fascinated about how a creative team chooses a topic for the opera. And Mason said that he wanted to write an opera about uh, a man who he considered one of the most significant figures in our lives of, of, of recent times. The name Steve Jobs is known to most of us, especially here in, in such a tech-savvy city as Seattle. Why make an opera out of this man? What is in it, which we can't get either out of reading the biography or watching one of the two or both of the two films? And the answer, I think, lies in the emotional level. Opera allows us to go much deeper inside this very contradictory character through this wonderful combination of music and thought which opera gives us, you come away feeling you've actually got far deeper inside this character than you ever could from simply watching a movie which is fundamentally narrative-driven or the incredible detail of a biography but which you don't feel you're interacting with the person themselves. This opera is not a biography. It looks at the man who defined the way we carry out our existence here today through our technology. But it looks behind that at a man who sought for perfection in all his company put out, but at the same time was a very, very complex and contradictory personality. And above all, this opera looks at his attempt to find some sort of inner peace the music, it's best characterized, I think, by the electronic component, which Mason himself plays in the pit. Mason just creates this extraordinary and exciting palette of sound, which enhances the drama as it goes along. I was amazed when I saw the premiere at how good and how beautiful the vocal writing is. The overall impression is of an opera which sings exceedingly well. It's also a dazzling piece of stage work by Kevin Newbury, who was here with us for Mary Stewart a couple of years ago. It was one of those nights where the musical idiom, the storyline, and the execution on stage had an absolute unity and, and rightness. The impression was of a perfectly formed piece, which was both moving, often very funny, and at the same time compelling from opening bar to closing. The Revolution of Steve Jobs does not present its title character as a saint. It gets at his human side by showing us many of the key relationships in Steve Jobs' life. There's a wonderful tenor role for the character of Steve Wozniak, known as Woz, who co-founded Apple with Jobs in 1976. They sing a fantastic and fun duet when they're obnoxious teenage hackers playing pranks on the establishment. Just 
But years later, at Steve's darkest moment, an angry and disappointed Waz is the one who shows Steve how he's lost his way. The opera features two key female roles. A soprano sings Chrysanne, Steve's girlfriend in high school and college, and a mezzo sings Laureen, who becomes Steve's wife in 1991. Chrysanne is puzzled but attracted by the young Steve. In her aria, she tells him, I could learn to like you. The relationship between Steve Jobs and Chrisanne Brennan was not easy, and the opera dramatizes both its allure and its difficulties. The character of Laureen, Steve's wife, is more successful when it comes to standing up to him and making him face reality, including his own cancer diagnosis. Here's Laureen trying to help Steve understand that humans are messy. The opera's other principal character is Kobun Chino Otagawa, a Zen Buddhist priest and Steve Jobs' spiritual mentor. 
he's sung by a very deep lyrical bass. Dramatically, Kobun provides the frame for the opera. He meets Steve in the afterlife, and together they return to and consider several key moments from Steve's experience. According to librettist Mark Campbell, that's why the title of the opera is Revolution. Says Campbell, Learning that Jobs was a Buddhist his entire adult life led me to the Enso, the circle that is drawn in Japanese calligraphy to express enlightenment. I connected that with Job's habit of taking long walks and the Zen practice of pacing in a circular pattern called a kinhin and began to develop a story in which Steve circles back on his life. The title actually refers less to the revolution Jobs helped create in technology rather than the kinhin of self-reflection that propels the story. With this strong, simple structure, fascinating characters, and music which is accessible, contemporary, unexpected, and achingly human. All the elements are in place for an unforgettable opera experience. Join us for The Revolution of Steve Jobs and Connect. Thanks for listening to our podcast introducing the revolution of Steve Jobs. The Seattle Opera Podcast is a co-production of Seattle Opera and King FM. Find more episodes at your favorite podcast provider or at seattleopera.org or king.org. This is Jonathan Dean. Musical examples from the new recording of The Revolution of Steve Jobs made at Santa Fe Opera Summer 2017 and released by Pentatone Records with Edward Parks as Steve Jobs, Garrett Sorensen as Waz, Jessica E. Jones as Chris Ann, Sasha Cook as Lorene, and Wei Wu as Kobun Chino Otagawa. Michael Christie conducted the chorus and orchestra of the Santa Fe Opera.